Welcome back to Me'afei Leliora, the sheer series in which we drive Chizik from the Parsha Shavua, spreading the light of terror during these dark times. Here at the database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, this week's Parsha is Parsha's Chayisara, and the question that we have to address is if Klaistral has truly endured the ultimate Nisayon. What do I mean? So obviously, considering the events that have taken place, the atrocities of October 7th, Shemini Atzeres, the Simchas Torah, the Seer, and all the things that have taken place between then and now, Klai Yisrael is undoubtedly in a very dark time, in Eis Tzara, a dire situation of desperate distress. And in this dark time, we have been desperately searching for the light within, and in many instances, we've been able to uncover some of that light. Some of the light has emerged from unexpected places. And yet there is, again, no denying, no doubting the incredible suffering, the pain of these times. And it makes us wonder if there's anything more. Is, is this the be-all, end-all? Is there another Nisayon to follow? Is this the ultimate Nisayon? And if not this, what could be the ultimate Nisayon? Hopefully this is the last Nisayon of its kind, but what can follow Nisayonos as great as the ones that we've experienced? Nisayonos that are only comparable to the darkest periods of our history. So is this the ultimate Nisayon, or is there something more? And I want to answer that question based on an observation of my Rebbe of Yonason Sachs. In his Sefer Yom and Mikedim, he points out that at the juncture between Vayera and Chayisara, we find the culmination of the Asara Nisyonos, which the Mishnah Perkevos tells us that Avram experienced. Avram was tested with ten trials. And if we were to ask ourselves, what is the ultimate Nisayon that Avram experienced? We might have reasonably suggested that it is the Nisayon that we find at the end of Parsha's Vayera, last week's Parsha, Akedas Yitzchak. And there are many Mepharshim that, that suggest this. We find Rashi and the Rashbats based on various Midrashim. And yet, there's another school of Midrashim, another school of Mepharshim. If you look at the Medrash Rabbah, the Medrash Tehillim, and the Tashbates in the parish of the Rabbeinu Yonah, they all suggest that, in fact, Akedas Yitzchak was not the ultimate Nisayon. It was the penultimate Nisayon. It was only the second to last, the ninth out of the ten trials of Avram Avinu. And what then is the ultimate Nisayon? That is the Nisayon that we find at the beginning of this week's parasha, Parsha Shchai Sarah. It is the death of Sarah Imenu and Avraham Avinu's subsequent mission and burden of having to secure a Makam Kavura, a burial place for her. Uh, just an instance of life and death. And then... A mundane business transaction, buying a place to lay his wife to rest. And the question is, how do the two Nisayonos compare? We might have suggested that Akira Sisak is the greatest Nisayon a person can be faced with, looking at the life of their child hanging in the balance, realizing that their child might be taken from them. And in Avraham's case, it might be taken by himself. No one should ever have to experience the pain of wondering what's going to be with your child. There are people, Rachman who are experiencing right now, Hashem Yishmor, no one should ever have to experience that, Lobo And although this, we would argue, was the greatest of the Nisiyanos, it was not the ultimate Nisayon. And the question is, why would HaKadosh Baruch Hu have to test Avraham with one more, right after the greatest thing he's probably ever endured, Akedas Yitzchak, and yet... Hashem has to take Avraham's wife from him and then put him through the struggle of trying to get a burial place. And Marebi answers this question based on the Hagdama of the Ein Yaakov, where he quotes the Medrash of three suggestions of what is the Klal Gadol Torah, what in fact is the general catch-all principle of the Torah. 
Ben Zoma suggests that it is the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael Shem Elokeinu Hashem Achad, the Pasuk of Ol Malchus Shemayim. The second suggestion is offered by Ben Nanas, who holds that the catch-all Pasuk of the Torah is Vihavta Lerecha Kamocha, that which we are familiar with from Rabbi Akiva, Zerkal Gadol And yet the final suggestion is the, sh- the suggestion of, of Shimon Ben Pazi. Shimon Ben Pazi um, suggests a Pasuk that we might not have expected, and yet the Midrash tells us of the Halacha Kimosa, the Midrash Paskins, uncharacteristically, that the Halacha is like Shimon ben Pazi, who suggests that the Pasuk, that is the catch-all Pasuk, the Klago de Batora, as HaKeves HaChod Taseh Bebukir, V'yis HaKeves HaShini Taseh Ben Harabayim. The two rams that we offer for the Karbanos Tamid, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, day in and day out. And what exactly is the meaning of this suggestion? How is this Pasuk the catch-all Pasuk of the Torah? And very simply, my Rebbe explains that sometimes we think that the heroic things that we do, when we rise to the occasion in those desperate moments, those select moments, those are the moments where we have to act, and those are the defining moments of our lives. And yet we know that Avodah Hashem and the Torah life at large is not just about those moments. It's not just about the time that we daven ni'ilah at the culmination of Yom Kippur. It's not just about those moments of Mesira Snafesh where life is literally hanging in the balance, or perhaps figuratively. But what I mean to say is that life is actually in danger. Sometimes what's more important, or at least what's equally important for the day-to-day, is the smaller acts of Mesira Snafesh, that which we engage in every single day, the routines, because what defines us, if not what we do at every single moment of our lives, even when things aren't dire, when things aren't desperate? Going back to the routine, yes, you could experience an incredible Nisayon, and we can't perhaps judge a person who goes through that Nisayon and, and fights the fight and scratches and claws and makes, it, makes his way out, he rises to the occasion. But the question is, is he able to hold it together after that Nisayon? And that is the truest indicator if he is an Evet Hashem all the way through. Right? People could experience the Nisayonos of October 7th, and then the question is, what comes next? Why would Hashem give anyone a Nisayon after? What is the Nisayon after? And I believe the Nisayon, which comes after, now again, this is going to be different for everyone else, like everyone's going to relate to the Nisayon differently, but the point is, what should come next is, that which we have to do to just keep going in life. Not to get over it, chas v'shalom, we should never get over it, but the point is, what we need to do to get back to our routine of Avodah Hashem, that is what we need. That, I believe, is one response that we have to have after experiencing this, is to not let, us, not let it throw us off from our Avodah Hashem. And yet I think the opposite response, which is also needed, is also to not let go of the Nisyonos that have taken place in the past. Because, yes, we need to keep going, we need to keep our Avodah Hashem going, but as we roll back into our routine, we can forget about the Mesir Snapfash of October 7th. We can forget about the desperation that we might have felt just a few weeks ago. And that, too, is dangerous. We need to be able to continually grow from the Nisianos that we've experienced. Yes, to define ourselves by our day-to-day, that which we do every single day. And yes, we have to keep going. Just like when Sarah Imenu passed away, 
So Avram Avinu looked for the next matriarch of Klai Yisrael, who would be Rivka Imenu, who would fill the tent of Sarah, and that, that tent would include the Ner Daluk, the lit candle, the lit lamp, which Sarah Imenu had every single week, and it was lit from week to week. So in the same vein, Rivka Imenu brings the light back to the home. We continue, we move forward in our Avodos Hashem. We don't let go. And yet we keep the inspiration, the mysterious nefesh of that great Nisayon, and to carry it further, not to let go of that Nisayon. The Nisayon right now is to respond to that which has taken place. On the one hand, to keep going with our day-to-day, to keep finding the light, and yet on the other hand, to hold on to that desperation that we felt, hold on to that inspiration that we felt, to keep both the desperation and inspiration alive as something that will enable us to catapult ourselves in our Avodos Hashem, because if we do not, it will go to waste, Chas Shalom. If we were moved by what has taken place, then we have to keep moving. Don't get stale, don't get bland, but to keep that fire burning. And it should burn till the point that we are able to actually offer the Karbonos Talmud again with Binyan Bayis, Shlishi Bimheir Bimeinu. This year is dedicated to the Nishma Samin Rasi Chayrachav Astavitzi Harenik Kvartz Meshkavar Hanashem Shadhaven Aliyah. It is also dedicated as a schos for Klai Yisrael in this time. Those who have been wounded in the Melchama should have Refuah Shlema. Those who have fallen, their Neshama should have an Aliyah. Hashem should seek Nekama for their Dam. The relatives of those who have fallen should experience Nechama. All of the hostages should be safely returned home. And Sahal should be Benatseach and Matzliach in the Melchama. Klai Yisrael should experience Gulos Vizhuos. If you enjoyed this year and you want to partner up with us at the database, um, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B E I S at gmail.com. Have an absolutely wonderful Shabbos, and thank you for joining us here at the database.